For Julie Anderson, the Monate meetup was everything she dreamed of. Picture this, it's Columbus, Ohio. You rent a room about a mile away and you think that's gonna be good. You know, you can just kind of calm down after the excitement of each day. You have your free breakfast and then you start walking. You have a big bag because you know you might be getting some swag. Monate bills itself as a movement. According to their marketing materials, they don't just sell innovative hair care, skin care, and wellness products. They have a genuine dedication to helping others build beautiful lives. As a Monate market partner, Julie was at the forefront of this movement. And she was ecstatic to finally be surrounded by her people. You're approaching this arena where all these other thousands of market partners from all over the world, mostly the U.S. and Canada, are like getting in lineup to get in. You get in lineup and you get in and it's dim. And it's always this like a purple kind of light and strobe lights. It's nine o'clock in the morning and I've had my coffee. You go in there and you can see there's this DJ playing music. There's like this thumping music. And you can see this Monate logo lit up, this dark purple cool light. And people are already in the stands and you're just, you're just part of something. And so then once you're sitting in there, then the event starts and they'll have like, Welcome, Monations! Congratulations to all of you here for taking your business seriously. You could have decided to stay at home, but you've decided to show up. So big round of applause for all of you. Then the motivational speakers came up to give their messages of inspiration. They're million-dollar earners who have apparently earned a million dollars in commission since they arrived, but they'd get a special jacket. And then we'd all be like, oh, wow, maybe I can achieve that one day. And they'd play a video of them. Once you achieve this senior executive director, they're like, welcome. This is a day in the life of me. And their kids are perfect and their house is perfect and clean and it's just so polished. And then they would have a speech from the president. His name was Senior Louis Erdinata. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage your chairman and founder, the one, the only, Senior Luis Erdinata. And he would speak Spanish and they would have it translated. There is no limit. Let's think and believe that we deserve it. I used to sell Tupperware under the bridge and I kept going and here's my mom and she lifted herself out of poverty from network marketing and we're like, yeah. And then came the new product launches. The audience lost their minds. Oh my God, I was so excited. I was screaming. I was like, ah! I was so excited. They were like, oh, this is a new berry scrub. We're like, oh, Monate's products are so amazing. Can you imagine how amazing their skincare is going to be? They're like, and just as a treat for all of you that are here at the event live, in the next, you know, 42 minutes, you can get three I Want It All Now packs. Of course, everybody there buys all three of them. For five years, Julie Anderson was one of the nearly 1.4 million Canadians and almost 50 million Americans involved in multi-level marketing. And that sheer volume of people 
makes it a near certainty that you've encountered MLMs in your life somehow. Maybe you've gotten the Facebook messages from a high school friend that you haven't talked to in years. Hey hun, it's been forever. Life's been crazy, but I just wanted to share this amazing business opportunity with you. Or from a family member who just happens to have the perfect job opportunity for you. My company's going through a major expansion. We're looking for new associates in the field of finance. All you have to do is come to a seminar later this week. And if you grew up in a working class immigrant community like I did, then it's likely that MLMs were always lurking in the background. I went to my first World Financial Group meeting with my mom when I was a preteen. In high school, half of my friends were trying to sell knives door to door. Even now, whenever I visit home, inevitably some family member or another has gotten involved with selling nutritional supplements or water alkalizers or life insurance. These companies like to call themselves many different things. Multi-level marketing, direct selling, vector marketing, network marketing, affiliate marketing, referral marketing. But no matter what they call themselves, one fact remains the same. MLMs are all around us. I'm Archie Mann, and this is Commons. For Amanda Montell, the author of Cultish, The Language of Fanaticism, who you heard from in our first episode, her initial MLM experience was fairly typical. Well, I had always vaguely heard of multi-level marketing, but it wasn't until, and this is a classic story, uh, an old high school classmate of mine started posting on Facebook in a vernacular that sounded so unlike her that I really felt the need to investigate. There is such a recognizable system of vocabulary that multi-level marketing salespeople use. At the time that my friend was posting on Facebook, it was very much the commodified, commercialized, feminist boss babe glossary. It was, hey, boss babe, hey, girl boss, like, do you want to start your own girl power business where you can work part time from home, make a full time living without ever having to leave your kids? That promise of financial freedom, especially for women, has always been part of the promise of MLMs. And actually, since the dawn of the multi-level marketing industry as we know it, the industry has always leaned on pseudo-feminist marketing malarkey to reel in a sales force of mostly stay-at-home wives and mothers in the 1940s and 50s during the rise of Tupperware, which is sort of OG MLM. These companies were promised to be the best thing that happened to women since they got the vote. There is a sort of suffragist energy to the rhetoric. And then over time, as the culture evolved, so did the language. Now a lot of the language is more about holistic, all-natural, non-toxic, you know, immune-boosting supplements and essential oils because that's the direction that the culture is turning during these tumultuous times in terms of healthcare. But the language of MLMs, like so many other cultish enterprises, is about more than just money. It's about transcendence. But they are so much more than your average scam. They are these all-consuming, 
pseudo-religious environments that offer a transcendent promise and rituals and a uniform and a vocabulary. They promise that not only are you going to be an entrepreneur and a business owner, but you're going to be a better citizen, a better wife, a better mother. God's light is going to shine upon you. They both suggest that there's a once in a lifetime opportunity that your cousin or your neighbor might bring you to spread the great word, you know, uplift you into your best self, become close to God. We have the most perfect example of the best network marketer in the whole world. That's Jesus Christ. Thank you for the listener who desires a prayer for the listener's network marketing business. We thank you, Father, that you are the listener's source and provider. We thank you, Father, for the infrastructure and system that network marketing businesses are made of. I mean, in capitalist society, being blessed by God and being hashtag blessed are the same thing. Your your financial success and your heavenly success are one and the same. This is the idea behind the prosperity gospel and new thought. And multi-level marketing is the perfect vehicle for figures who preach the religion of capitalism to assert their power. But when most people first get involved in an MLM, they don't start out with that kind of religious fervor. It starts out small. And for Julie Anderson, it started with her friend's hair. I was on Facebook and I saw a friend who'd also competed in triathlon with me. And she posted a picture of her hair and she talked about how beautiful her hair was. This shampoo is amazing. And I was like, I would like my hair to look that good. My hair is thinning. I would like to have nice, thick, gorgeous hair like she does. So I placed an order through her link and then I really loved the products. The shampoo that Julie's friend was posting about came from a company called Monate. And when Julie tried it for herself, she found that it worked for her too. And people would say, oh, your hair looks really good. Like, what are you doing? And that had never happened in my life before. And my hair was just air drying. So people were asking me what I was using. So it was a natural step for me to inquire about why, why don't I sell this stuff? I could make a bit of extra money. Julie had worked as a coach for triathletes, but had recently felt burnt out and was looking for a new job. She was having a hard time getting past the interview stage and she was demoralized. So why not try something new? Her friend told her that it was a great opportunity, so Julie jumped in. She was going to be a Monate market partner. Step one, pick what starter pack you're going to purchase. I purchased the overachiever one. I'm an Ironman triathlete. I'm going to knock it out of the park. If there's anybody that can make all these millions of dollars, it's going to be me. I just got sucked right in. I was also told we only get one opportunity to purchase a product pack. So we all regret not choosing this one because you're saving like 50% off. You're really not saving anything, but you believe it because you're like, oh, it's so cheap. And oh, I'm going to get two of these oils and all this new shampoo. And so I was so excited. Step two, write a list of everyone you know and send it to your upline. That's the term for the person who recruited you and who gets a cut of your sales. And then... You have to write down your why. Why do you want to make this business succeed? And it has to be like a deeply personal thing. It can't be like, I just want, you know, to go on vacation or I want to buy a car. It has to be something that has its emotional hook in you. You want to be like, if you're showing up 
for your kids or you're showing up to like retire your husband. That is something that can be used then against you. It's like you're not posting on social media. You're not prospecting people. You're not sending out messages all the time. You're going to let him down. You're letting your kids down. You are embarrassing your kids like things like that. And once you have your why down, then it's time to start selling. When Julie got started with Monate in 2017, she was one of the first people in her small community of Crow's Nest Pass, Alberta, to be a Monate marketing partner. So she started churning out content to try to drum up interest. I'm taking the same kind of work ethic that I did with triathlon, and I'm like, well, I'm just going to do the exact same thing with this. And because of that, I was able to recruit like a lot of people and like get a lot of customers because I was just hammering it in the different Facebook groups. But predominantly the people that I recruited were strangers just from like making pieces of content on Facebook. And then I branched like onto Instagram and then TikTok, but it was predominantly Facebook. And I really liked doing that. I thought it was like really cool that you could create something and then somebody would identify with it. I was like, this is my hair. Look at how great it looks in really cringy photos. I figured out ways where I could just like bend close to my window and like put my hands underneath my hair to make it look even better. Hi, my name is Julie Anderson and I'm gonna show you how to do an oil treatment for your hair. Why should you Within a few years, Julie would be spending almost all her waking hours and hundreds and hundreds of dollars every month chasing the dream that Monet was selling her. It became all she could talk about. My partner, he hated it from the beginning. I don't know how he put up with me. I honestly don't. Thank God he did. My best friend, she was like, this is a pyramid scheme. <laughs> and I'm like, how can you say that? This isn't a pyramid scheme. Pyramid schemes are illegal. It was years later, I texted her and I'm like, remember when you told me I was a pyramid scheme? <laughs> you were right. According to a report by the Federal Trade Commission, the American Consumer Protection Regulator, 99% of people who get involved in multi-level marketing lose money. And according to a separate paper by a former FTC general counsel, only 89% of people involved in Ponzi schemes lose money. But unlike pyramid schemes or Ponzi schemes, multi-level marketing companies, including Monate and World Financial Group, are perfectly legal enterprises. For many critics of MLMs, legality is the primary characteristic that distinguishes them from their criminal counterparts. Robert Fitzpatrick has been covering the world of multi-level marketing for much of his adult life. He's the author of the book Ponzi-nomics, the untold story of multi-level marketing, and he operates the website Pyramid Scheme Alert. And he says that at the center of the MLM ideology, is an aversion to critical thinking. Critical thought is portrayed as fear, as a threat. You're not supposed to do critical thing. You're supposed to believe and hope. And if they can convince you that life is based on belief and hope, not facts, not evidence, not things, not conditions that you don't have any control over, then they kind of got you. Because now anything bad that happens to you, it's your fault. Anything good that happens, the system created that for you. And I taught you the system. So success exalts the leader. Failure only accrues to the victim. 
and that you could multiply that over 10,000 times going on all over the world right now as we're talking. Same pitch. But here, I think it's important to delve into exactly what defines a multi-level marketing scheme. Robert Fitzpatrick says that there are four essential characteristics. The first one is the endless chain. And that is the most significant, unique aspect of it, that you are enrolled as a and recruited to be a recruiter of more recruits, of more recruits to infinity. So no sales organization is organized that way. If you're a salesperson for a company, you go find customers, you sell the product to them. You don't go looking for more salespeople and pitch them on becoming a salesperson to look for more salespeople. All sales requires a limited number of salespeople. By definition, the more salespeople, the more competition, the more the market is diluted. So this is the unique part of it. It does not acknowledge market limits. Market does not diminish. A thousand people are in your area selling it. It could sustain 10,000, 100,000. Well, that's impossible, but that is an aspect of it. The second aspect is to get in on this endless chain, even though it's infinite, you have to pay money. So it's a pay to play. So you have an endless chain and you have to pay. And the pay comes from an initial fee you usually have to pay. Plus, you normally have to buy the product and you have to keep buying the product in order to remain qualified for you to gain access to the rewards that will come to you from the recruiting. The third aspect is, how do you make money then? If you really don't sell the product privately, individually, which you really couldn't economically viably do, how do you get money? Well, you get money from all the other people whom you recruit. But for you to get access to their purchases and sales, you have to keep buying yourself. The fourth and final aspect is the compensation plan that is incomprehensible in its complexity. It has multiple, sometimes as many as 18 levels, and each level has certain qualifications and requirements. Some of them have to do with volume of how much is purchased below you. Some of them have to do with configuration. Do you have three people, four people, and so on? But if you cut through all that, it really is just a formula for transferring most of the money coming out of these purchases directly to the top levels of the chain. So it's an extreme money transfer. Normally, if you're a salesperson, you get the biggest cut of the commission that you earn. Maybe your manager will take a smaller piece and their manager will take an even smaller piece. But the person who actually made the sale gets the lion's share. Multi-level marketing turns that on its head. When you recruit somebody and they put their money in, you who recruited them don't get much of that money. It goes straight to the top. For you to get anything and become profitable, you would need a big downline below you. So you can see built into this, you're going to lose because only a few can ever have a large downline. And you have to keep paying while you would be trying to build your downline. So it's a system rigged against you. It becomes a swindle, a deliberate swindle, but it's using products as the mechanism for transferring the money. 
They're essentially making money out of the losses of all the other people. Marco McIver was only 19 when he was told about a life-changing opportunity. Back in 2015, my then best friend, who I had met in high school, invited me to a meeting for this insurance company called World Financial Group. And I didn't know what a pyramid scheme was. I didn't know what multi-level marketing was. I had never been to one of these kind of meetings. I'd never heard of one of these companies. But when I was there, I just had this eerie feeling that something was off the entire time. I just had this feeling that it was a scam because everybody that went up to talk in this presentation was just telling this rags to riches story about how amazing their life was because of this company. But I didn't actually learn anything. They talked about very basic concepts like the power of compound interest, why it's important to like max out your RRSPs and things like that. Like, And then there was this environment of like people clapping and cheering. And even back then, I thought this is like a cult. This is not normal. And I had noticed the changes in my friend as well. After this meeting, he sort of came up to me. So when are you going to sign up? And his eyes were just like bulging out of his head. And it was scary. It genuinely scared me because it wasn't how I knew him to be or who I knew him to be. And I was able to get out of there. And when I called him later that evening, I told him, hey, man, I searched this company up and I'm seeing all these reviews about how it's a scam and it's a pyramid scheme. And it's all just about recruiting this pyramid beneath you. He said, you're just like everyone else. They told me you would say that you don't believe in me. And it was so shocking for me to hear this from him because we were best friends, like I said, for four years and went through all of high school together being best friends. And just like that, he cut me off because of this, you know, this new company and these new people who he didn't know that well, but obviously they had some influence on him to convince him, you know, more in their favor than towards his own best friends. Today, Marco, who lives in Edmonton, is part of a growing online movement of people set on exposing the multi-level marketing industry. His YouTube channel, Always Marco, has over 80,000 subscribers, making him one of the most popular voices on the subject. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. The anti-MLM subreddit has over 800,000 people in it. Dozens and dozens and dozens of other YouTube creators and Twitch streamers have built up large followings telling horror stories about these companies. Opposition to MLMs has become a full-on grassroots movement, with creators like Marco at the forefront. And one of the things that propels him is his belief that MLMs have all of the hallmarks of a cult. It doesn't appear religious. It is religious. People will tell you directly, this is my lifestyle. I think the through line of all religions is what? Faith, right? Faith, believing without seeing, having faith. Well, MLM talks about this all the time. Just when you want to quit, that's when you should go even harder. That's when you should give everything you have to this. It's exactly the same thing that a religious cult might say, like, just when you're going through the most difficult time, that's when you need to turn to God. MLMs might bill themselves as small business opportunities or even jobs, but their rhetoric is unlike anything else in the normal economy. Now, most jobs do not tell you you can become a millionaire. And even if they did, you would laugh because you know the salaries and the incomes of various people in there. But in multi-level marketing, everybody is told this is a possibly the opportunity of a lifetime for you. This is life-changing. So there's a utopia, a heaven presented to you. And then there's a sort of moral code to it. 
that for you to achieve heaven, you have to work and do what they say, follow the rules. And should you fail, well, that's a sign of a character defect, almost a certain perdition. You know, you're a kind of a a lowly person. So they vilified and almost assassinated the character of people who would fail. So they could just discard thousands of people through this while always claiming they're exalting and helping people. So that's when multi-level marketing moved from being just a swindle, a scam, a pyramid scheme masquerading as direct selling into becoming a thought process, a belief system. And that's the foundation for cultism there. When Marco first began looking into MLMs, his first target was World Financial Group, which bills itself as a financial and insurance services company and was the group that he lost his best friend to back when he was 19. And Marco decided to go undercover and film what he saw. When I went in 2019, I was stunned to find that it was almost exactly the same as what I saw in 2015. The clapping, the cheering, the surface level financial principles, and then the recruit, recruit, recruit. And you obviously achieve all of your dreams for your for yourself and your, for your family, right? So the last speaker already have making half a million dollars. And I'll just note that watching Marco's footage, which was filmed back in 2019, it all seems eerily familiar to what I remember from World Financial Group meetings I attended with my mom and my grandma in the early 2000s. But what surprised Marco the most was the response he got after he published. I got all these like bot accounts, clearly bot accounts, commenting on my Instagram with broken English, you know, this is sick, mentally ill guy. This is mentally sick guy. This, this is sick, twisted guy. And over the next few years, as he continued making videos about WFG and other MLMs, he continued to be subject to what he describes as harassment. In 2019, when I put out that WFG video, I started getting responses from literally hundreds of people in Edmonton telling me how widespread WFG was in Edmonton and how hard they were going trying to recruit people in Edmonton. I thought, well, shit, I'm in Edmonton. And I literally filmed this video about this company and and these people in the same city I live in, which adds another layer of risk. I literally have seen people who were in that video, like at the mall and subsequent WFG videos as well. Because of his reach, Marco says that he hears from thousands of people who have lost their livelihoods or their loved ones to MLMs. For the vast majority of people, they join an MLM when they are in a vulnerable position that can be taken advantage of by some slick-talking confidence man who promises them the world. That is what gets people in. Something I really hope to dispel is that people who join MLMs or cults or who get scammed are just idiots. That is not the case. And I I get a comment like this every so often where people will say, I would never fall for this. The people who get scammed, they deserve it. They're idiots. That's not true. Every single person, regardless of your intelligence or education, every person has a vulnerable moment in their life. And the difference is that not everyone has the misfortune of crossing paths with one of these psychopathic MLM cult gurus who has no shame about taking you for a ride 
and draining you of your money and your, your soul, really. I think back to my friend just out of high school. We were 19 years old. We were not quite kids anymore, but we were not quite adults. This is a time in young people's lives where they're looking for some path, identity, purpose. People are asking you, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Do you want to go to university? Do you want to work? What do you want to do? And when MLM gurus come out and say, hey, man, I've got a way for you to make big money and, you know, we're going to fly private jets and we're going to go on vacation and you're going to get all the girls and all the jewelry in the cars. This is an almost impossible to resist promise for a 19 year old guy who wouldn't at least want to hear out the person that's telling you this fable. But once you're in, it can be hard to get out because MLMs, by their very nature, make you complicit. If you have been telling everybody in your network, all your friends and family, that this is going to be the thing that makes you rich and famous or whatever, makes you successful, brings everybody up to the finish line with you, and it doesn't happen, well, now not only are you going to be ashamed and trying to save face because you've led everyone down this primrose path that you were led down, that is going to prevent so many more people from coming out and talking about it after the fact than if they hadn't also been victimizing their friends and relatives. I'll tell you this story. Two years ago, from an MLM that I was exposing that dealt with foreign exchange, I spoke on the phone to a grandmother who told me that her daughter got her into this company and got all her siblings into this company. But once the grandmother saw that it wasn't all that it was made up to be, she left. And now the daughter won't talk to her own mother and she's not allowing the grandmother to see their granddaughter. Like the daughter is not allowing the grandmother to see her grandbaby because of an MLM. How do you measure the other unspoken cost? Your relationships. I am a victim of World Financial Group, even though I was never in World Financial Group. They've never got a penny from me. I'm a victim though, because my best friend was brainwashed into it and it destroyed our relationship. What's the dollar value of that? How can I go to a court and say, your honor, this is what happened. These are the brainwashing techniques they used. It cost me my best friend. Is there any sort of reparations or settlement that they could ever pay me that would fix that? We reached out to both Monet and World Financial Group for this episode, but neither of them returned our requests for comment. While most of us have encountered MLMs in our everyday lives, the industry as a whole is clouded in mystery. How did such a strange, exploitative enterprise become a ubiquitous feature of our economy? And why do millions upon millions of people get involved every year? The truth is that the story of MLMs goes much deeper than you might imagine. It's a story of how a scam came to masquerade as a business, of regulatory and political capture on an almost unheard of scale, and of the rise of a capitalist cult that dwarfs any other in its size and its power. That's next time on Commons.
That's your episode of Commons. If you like this episode, please leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. This episode relied on work done by Julie Anderson, Robert Fitzpatrick, Marco McIber, Amanda Montel, and many others. If you want to get in touch with us, you can tweet us at CommonsPod. You can also email me, arshi at canadaland.com. This episode was produced by me, Noor Azria, and Jordan Cornish, with additional production by Aviva Lassard. Our managing editor is Annette Ejifor. Our editor-in-chief is Karen Puglesi. And our music is by Nathan Burley. You can listen to Commons ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If you value this podcast, please support us. We rely on listeners like you paying for journalism. As a supporter, you'll get premium access to all of our shows ad-free, including early releases and bonus content. You'll also get our exclusive newsletter, discounts on Canada Land merch, invites and tickets to our live and virtual events, and more than anything else, you'll be a part of the solution to Canada's journalism crisis. And you'll be keeping our work free and accessible to everybody. Come join us now. Click the link in your show notes or go to canadaland.com slash join. This episode is brought to you in part by the Douglas Mattress. Now, I've said it before and I'll say it again. One of the best, and I mean the best things you can do for yourself, is to get a good quality mattress. The time is now, people. Douglas is giving our listeners a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress protector, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase today. Visit douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. That's douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer.